How to run a giant RIA with only one person. It's today's question on the transition to RIA question and answer series. It is episode number 86. Hi, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RIA, where I help you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RIA model. If you're not already there, if you head on over to transitiontoria.com, uh, you can find all of the resources I make available uh, from this entire series in video format, podcast format. I have articles, I have white papers, all kinds of things to help you better understand the RIA model. Again, transitiontoria.com. Okay, on today's episode, this is going to be kind of a, a fun one, and this is one that kind of came to my mind. I thought, okay, this would, this would be a fun little exercise to go through uh, to kind of provide uh, perhaps inspiration of what is potentially possible for you in the RIA model. And so as the as I stated at the top, you know, how, how or could you run a giant RIA with one person? Uh, in this case, giant is a subjective term, but, but what I'm alluding to here is at, at least in the hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in assets, if you, if you get up into the billions, which which are arguably could be considered giant, uh, obviously as well, uh, this might get a little more trickier. But but this is not. I'm not alluding to a thirty million dollar practice. The idea is: could we do this exercise? Could you run an RA with one person with hundreds of millions of dollars in assets with one person? That's what we're going to be kind of talking about today. And and kind of what got me thinking about this, or thought it would be a fun episode, is. Uh, on this show, I talk a lot about the different pathways into the RIA model, uh, the different ways you can outsource things, the different kind of uh, so-called supported independence approaches where there are solution providers out there that have bundled up a, a lot of the needed solutions and, and they provide it to you in that one bundled package. And there's some wonderful uh, solutions out there, uh, wonderful providers um, but the thought is on this episode, I want to be like, okay, if if any of those kind of bundled solution providers are maybe not a fit for you, uh, and you and you wanted to kind of as they say the do it yourself approach, start your own RA, kind of build out everything yourself, which is entirely doable uh, as well. The, the thought is to to what extreme could you outsource all of those different functions to the point where is it even possible to maybe even have just yourself and the only thing you or, or your other fellow team members as advisors do is is interact with the clients is those client facing tasks and basically could you outsource everything else uh, to the point where again if it was just one advisor you literally the only person on the team and so I'm going to go through some examples here and th this is this is again an extreme example I'm not suggesting that this is necessarily overly realistic to do it as I'm going to kind of describe it, but I hope it does at least provide some inspiration to what uh, is potentially possible. And maybe if you don't want to take it to this extreme, if you were to transition the model, but you might realize like, oh, wow, there's a couple of those pieces. Yeah, that would be great. And I didn't realize there were maybe those resources out there that I could outsource that to. So again, that's kind of the purpose of this episode uh, here today. So what I want to do is go through just kind of a list of things that are part of running an advisory practice and, and kind of point out that in today's day and age and with all the solutions out there in the marketplace, that you can outsource them if you, if you uh, desire to. Uh, so this is not an exhaustive list. There's no particular order to the list. 
but uh, again, I did want to give you some ideas here of what is possible. So the first one up is kind of more on an administrative standpoint is if you have an assistant or an executive assistant, whatever you want to call that person or people on your team. So that these are people that are maybe answer the phone uh, for whoever might be calling in. These are people that might help with scheduling. Uh, these are people that might help uh, follow up on, on emails or, or those sorts of things. Um, and so in today's day and age, you can absolutely, there are virtual executive assistant people out there, virtual assistance services out there that you can hire for that exact purpose. Now, on the extreme, and I'm not necessarily suggesting this would be uh, appropriate or easy to implement in our industry, but you can even, there's solution providers that have overseas people that are very low cost, that can do a lot of these more kind of basic administrative tasks for you at a very low cost. That's out there, that's available. I, again, I'm not necessarily suggesting that's a great fit here uh, in our industry, but there are providers here in the U.S. that will play that role. So particularly an example as, a, as an executive assistant, there are solution providers out there that are essentially virtual executive assistants where these are trained professionals that are either part of a, a bigger organization with, with a lot of these folks or even just individuals doing this. Uh, where they say, hey, I, I have the capacity and they, they might be the virtual executive assistant for a few different folks at a few different companies. And as a result, they can provide their service to you for, for very uh, efficient costs because they are, they're essentially maybe offering that, that out to three or four people at the same time. So that is absolutely possible that the basic stuff, the answering the phones, the following up on emails, scheduling help, those sorts of things, you absolutely can outsource that. That's available now. So in theory... You could, you could put that put that on the outsource list. Uh, next up, kind of along the human capital perspective, is if you do a lot of financial planning and, and you maybe want uh, a pair of planner, you, uh, you have a pair of planner, you want a pair of planner on your team, or maybe you are doing some of that pair of planning tasks yourself, preparing plans, updating plans. Well, there's a whole group of services now out there where you can outsource pair of planning and, and that comes in different flavors. In some capacities, you are literally essentially paying for maybe 20% of a paraplanner and 20% of their time is spent on whatever you need them to do from a paraplan, paraplanning perspective. Uh, other models are set up where it's essentially paraplanning on demand. So they have a process for, for compiling the financial plan for you, the deliverable for you, and you would only pay them on an as needed basis and as project basis. And these are typically all CFP trained folks that are providing that service, that pair of planning service behind the scenes. So very uh, doable as well to outsource the planning function. Again, I'm not suggesting the actual delivery to the client, the explanation to the client. Uh, again, that's where that's where there still is you, the human element, that client interaction. But as far as compiling the financial plan, updating the financial plan, Rate in that deliverable again to the degree you want to. You absolutely, sorry, absolutely can outsource that nowadays. There are virtual paraplanner solution providers in the marketplace. Uh, the next uh, item, and this is a pretty typical thing that a lot of RAs already do, is outsourcing right the asset management of the client assets. So for some of you, your value proposition is doing the asset management yourself. So while you might also do financial planning or other sort of coaching and consulting for clients, uh, you also are doing the asset management yourself and that's part of your value proposition. Uh, there are a lot of advisors that choose to say, hey, that's not where my, my main passion lies or where my 
capacity uh, uh, is, is enables me to do that myself, or I just simply don't want to do it myself. And so you outsource that, right? That's nothing new. There's all kinds of solutions in the marketplace for decades now of being able to outsource the asset management. So that's things like SMA managers. That's things like model marketplaces, uh, TAMP solutions. I've done an episode on a TAMP. Careful, as I always say, there's different flavors of TAMP. So you got to be careful how that word is used. So check out that episode if you want. But you absolutely can outsource the asset management of the client assets. You do not need to be doing that yourself. That's a way to get that off your plate as well. Now, along that same theme, there are some quote unquote TAMP solutions. Again, careful when you hear that word or how it's how it's used. But there are some who, who they call themselves TAMP solutions, and arguably they are. There's just again different flavors of this, but are essentially a a single manager TAMP solution. So they they are not a platform that gives you access to dozens or hundreds of managers. They are the manager themselves. They are providing that turnkey asset management program, but they take it even a step farther and their team members are responsible for the tasks of opening the accounts. Their team members are responsible for things like process and money movement requests. So not only are they doing the asset management, they are doing a lot of that kind of operational administrative part of opening and maintaining the accounts as well. So to the degree you want to get that off your plate, you absolutely can do that as well. Typically, that's bundled up with a kind of a single manager TAMP provider. Again, they, they, they if nothing else, for competitive reasons, uh, some of them now go well beyond just the management of the assets. They'll help with some of these operational and administrative tasks as well. So again, you can get that off your plate if you choose to get it off your plate. Uh, and then staying on the TAMP theme, let's say you do use one of these TAMP platforms that has dozens or hundreds of managers or, or models that you could use. And so, okay, good. You've been able to outsource the actual management and the rebalancing is done automatically. Or if you need to raise cash, it's done automatically when the request goes in. So yes, you can put that all out there, but you might say, yeah, but I still have to choose. I still have to spend time or someone on the team still has to spend time choosing which model to use with which clients or which manager to use with which clients. And guess what? You can outsource that as well if you want. There are outsourced CIO, OCIO services out there that will perform that exact function for you, which will say they will help determine, okay, of the menu of choices you've put into your, your structure of, of managed solutions, they will help determine one of those, is that a good menu to have in the first place? And then based on each individual client, a new client, or maybe over time, has the client's circumstances changed or is it still the right solution? They will help you determine which of those models or which of those managers to use. So you can outsource that as well. Again, OCIO, Outsource Chief Investment Officer Solutions, those exist as well now in the marketplace. So the point on that is from an asset management standpoint, whether it's the actual managing the assets, it's selecting which managers or models to use, it's opening the accounts uh, or any kind of those operational tests, all of that to the degree you want nowadays can be outsourced. So just know that there are solutions you can get that essentially entirely off your plate as well. Again, the objective here, the hypothetical objective, we're saying, hey, how much can we get off our plate so that we as the advisor, the only thing we're essentially doing is having that interaction with the client. So moving on from uh, asset management, uh, next up is the compliance of your RIA. I've done all kinds of episodes on how this works in the RIA space, but in short, if you have your own RIA, you are responsible for the compliance of it. 
There is an entire uh, ecosystem out there to support you in that regard. It is nothing that should cause you any sort of uh, concern that you won't be able to manage that. It's just more of a, a question of how much support do you want in managing that? Do you want a light touch on one end? Or, and the point of this episode, could you essentially fully outsource the compliance as well? Uh, and there are, you can fully get an OCCO, Outsourced Chief Compliance Officer. Those solutions exist as well. I actually did an episode on the Outsourced Chief Compliance uh, Officer concept if you want to check that out. So from a compliance perspective, not only can you get support to help you manage the compliance that every RA is responsible for, to the degree you want to, you can even fully outsource that to a solution provider that does 100% of it for you. So again, that's another thing you can entirely take off your plate for the most part. Uh, again, there's, there's some interaction, they might need some information from you or, or feedback, but the day-to-day -day tasks you can take off your plate by outsourcing the compliance. Uh, next up is your marketing. Uh, all uh, This is kind of a brief one because there's all kinds of solution providers out there to help you with your website and maybe your content marketing and whatever it is you want to do with your marketing approach. There are absolutely solutions out there. Again, all of this costs money, by the way, which, I, which I, I'm not naive to, and I'll, I'll finish up on commenting on that. Uh, but the idea is if you want to outsource your market and whether it's lead generation nowadays, there's all kinds of solution providers out there, uh, content marketing solution providers, social media managers, uh, website, of course, creation and maintenance, you can outsource all of that if you desire to. Now, how effective any one particular solution will be for you is, is still to be determined. But the idea is there are plenty of solution providers out there to potentially work with that could be a fit and could deliver the results you're looking for. Again, though, everything costs money, but there, the, the choice is out there if you wanted it. Uh, related to kind of marketing, just to give you an example of, of how hands-off you can be is if you wanted to, for instance, incorporate podcasting, just as I do, I have a podcast show, into your marketing, into, in, into your, your uh, business development efforts, you can go so far. There are podcasting platforms out there that literally, I call it the rock star treatment, that they literally do everything except for you talking into a microphone. So they literally schedule out, okay, if we're going to do maybe two, two episodes a month or one episode a month, whatever it is, it's all scheduled out. There's a certain time that you log into a Zoom, you have your microphone, they've got everything set up to record, they take care of everything. All you do is show up and the, the proverbial walk to the microphone like a rock star, you do your thing, you say your thing, when you're done, you get off the Zoom, they handle everything after that. They they handle maybe any editing that has to be done uh, to put it into the polished form. They distribute it out to the podcast platforms. Maybe they create uh, show notes, whatever the case is, if you want, again, you can outsource all that. All you have to do is show up, talk in a microphone and you're done. So just an example of the, from the market approach, if to the degree you want to do as little as possible yourself, you absolutely can outsource things. Uh, moving along, the tech stack, again, that's a big part of having your own RA is, is building and managing that tech stack. I've done an episode on tech stacks as well, if you want to take a look at that. Uh, and so the idea is that that is one of the kind of additional responsibilities with the do-it-yourself approach versus maybe a supported independence type uh, model that you could that you could consider where they, that's a big part of their value proposition is providing you with that tech stack. But if you wanted to do it yourself, but again, we're trying to get everything off your plate you can, 
There are absolutely consultants out there that will help you not only with the initial design, build out and integration of it, they will help monitor it on a going forward basis, make sure it's all integrated, you're, that you're using it in the most efficient way possible, uh, that, that you understand all the bells and whistles of the CRM. And they, they to the degree you want them to, will do increasingly more and more of that for you. So again, you can get most of that off your plate as well as far as tech stack, integration, maintenance, whatever you want to call it. There are consultants you can pay to outsource that to them as well. Uh, and then related to tech, but not, not per se the tech stack, but uh, a, a common thing uh, most all RAs have is, is a need for kind of quote unquote tech support. So that is things like, well, how do I make sure my email is secure? Or if all of a sudden the printer is no longer printing and the computer says it should be printing and nothing's going wrong, well, who do I turn to for help? So there are uh, often referred to as managed IT solution providers, some that specialize in this industry that say, hey, all of your kind of tech support, we handle for you. So we will make sure you're protected from cybersecurity issues. We will set up your email. Uh, we will make sure everything's talking to each other. And by the way, if you have an issue arise and you need that, that proverbial tech support hotline to call, that number to call, they are that provider for you. So you can get your tech support entirely outsourced as well. And that actually is a pretty typical thing that most RAs do because again, there's a lot there that you, that you have to make sure you get right with the cybersecurity and everything. So a managed IT solution provider is a way to outsource your tech support as well. Again, one less thing on your plate to have to handle yourself. Uh, and then the last item I'll give, again, this is not an exhaustive list, but is then, okay, you are a business owner if you have your own RIA. And so you have to do your bookkeeping or your, your P&L or whatever you want to refer to it as. Uh, your accountant. Uh, so someone has to do that, right? Well, there are uh, essentially partial CFO services. So outsource CFO services that, that cater to this industry that will do essentially all of that for you on a monthly basis. Everything that needs to be done, uh, updating the P&L, running accounts payable, accounts receivable, providing you with, with monthly uh, income statements, balance statements, all those sorts of things. To the degree you don't want to do any of the bookkeeping uh, or any of the, the accounting yourself. And, and, and by the way, come tax time, all, all the things that need to be prepared and sent off to your CPA. Again, there are often referred to as partial CFO services or outsourced CFO services later into this industry. You can outsource all of that as well uh, and not have that on your plate. So the idea here is, and again, that's not every imaginable task, but if you to, to kind of go into this with a blank slate, if you are considering transitioning into the RA model is to say, what am I passionate about myself? What do I not only mind doing, but I would actually find passion in doing myself and the things I'm not as passionate about, or I just don't have the capacity to do, how could I outsource? And, and I would just tell you, and hopefully this episode has been a good example of that. You can, you can outsource a lot more than you likely think you can outsource. Now, with that said, there's a couple caveats to that, a couple a couple flaws in this this master plan I've just gone through of how wow you can get all this stuff off your plate. So so one of them uh, just to just to acknowledge is right all of these things cost money. So nothing is nothing is free out there. So yes, you can outsource practically everything that's not client facing, but it comes with a cost. Now your calculus will be 
okay, well, if I do it myself, there's there's still a cost, but there might be some hard costs involved. And there's certainly intangible costs if me or someone on my team has to do it directly. So if we outsource it, it's it's what what the cost of the outsourcing solution is not, you're not paying for every 100 cents on the dollar on that because doing it yourself would have cost some amount as well. What you'd want to look at is, okay, for the incremental increase over me trying to do it myself, is that worth it for me to outsource? But make no mistake, it all costs money. So you would have to factor that into how much you would want to outsource. But again, I would try to concentrate more on what are you passionate about? What are you not passionate about doing? And try to take the things you're not passionate about doing and say, would it make sense to outsource? Is it economical to outsource? So I did want to acknowledge there, there, there is uh, a cost to everything I've just been describing. Uh, and then the other thing is some stuff is just hard to outsource. And this will be a personal decision. So uh, even though you can, as for, for example, even though you can outsource that uh, kind of executive assistant or the, the assistant, whatever we want to call that role, administrative assistant that answers the phone and does the schedule, even though, even though you can outsource all that, you absolutely can. However, if you have a physical office presence, which by the way, now some RAs are even virtual, entirely remote and don't even have that. You're essentially outsourcing, if you will, the, the office. But to the degree you do have that office and you are going to have clients come meet you at that office, uh, I get it. There are a lot of folks that would say, hey, I don't care if I can outsource you know, the little things like schedule and whatnot. I still want a friendly face there when the client walks in the door to welcome them in to 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 help sit them down to get get the meeting uh, coordinated and get started you can't outsource a friendly face that's sitting there so i'm not naive to the fact that uh there's some things on just a personal human level can be very important to run a practice again it matters kind of how you're set up um so i did want to acknowledge that as well but but that might be the need or the the amount of people or team members you might need for that might be a lot less than you think it is if you choose to be more aggressive in what you do outsource. So uh, I, I did want to just end on that with just an acknowledgement that this 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 master plan I've just described, oh, wow, you can outsource almost everything and get it down to where it's almost just you or just the advisors. Uh, yes, in theory, that's possible. It does have some trade-offs, costs, that, that, that human perspective of, of maybe having that friendly face uh, but hopefully still at least this has got you thinking about what is possible and maybe you don't take it to this extreme, but maybe you you take away some of these nuggets and say, hey, maybe that's something I could or should be doing with my practice here if I transition into the RIA model. Uh, so like I said at the top, my name is Brad Wales with Transition RIA. When you understand these kind of topics is a lot of what I help advisors with is, hey, wh wherever you are at now, whatever kind of model, whatever kind of firm, First of all, does it even make sense for you to transition into the RA model? And if it does, there's multiple different pathways into the model. But if you conclude that starting your own RIA and kind of the do-it-yourself approach of piecing everything together is the best pathway for you, again, I'll help you determine that. Uh, then the question is, well, how do you solve for each of those individual pieces? And then, and then as today's episode talks about, should you do a lot of that in-house? Should you do it outsource, a combination of it? That's the sort of thing I help advisors with all day long. Happy to have that conversation with you as well. Uh, if you head on over to transitiontoraa.com, uh, as I said, you can find all the resources I make available, uh, the, the series in video format, podcast and format, the articles, the white papers. And at the top of every page is a contact link 
You can click on that and you can instantly and easily schedule time to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with, with me, whether you wanna talk about today's topic or anything else RIA related, I'm happy to have that conversation with you. Again, transition to RIA.com. And with that, I hope you found value in today's episode and I'll see you on the next one.